now, it's time to sit back and enjoy the Two True Freaks Internet Radio Broadcast. Bugs and Babes, the B-movie podcast from class to cult and all the cheese in between. The movies are beef, the entertainment is grade A, and I am your host, Mr. Jason Giaconetti, and I'm joined by my dad, Mr. Al Giaconetti. Good morning, Dave. Today we go back 80 years yep. to the fifth in the series of the Frankenstein legend, and this is Frankenstein meets the Wolfman. And we'll get to it right after this. upon me. I change into a wolf. Listen to me, Frank. I saw my father become obsessed by his power. He died a horrible death. There's no need for us all to storm after her. She'll come in if I ask. Why should we treat her so fancy? She's a Frankenstein. Frankenstein Meets the Wolfman was released in a limited release in New York on March 5th, 1943, and then a worldwide release a week later, March 12th, with a 72-minute running time. Your director is Roy William Neal. Uh, Roy William Neal um, 
went on to direct. He directed 11 of the 14 Sherlock Holmes movies with Basil Rathbone um, between 43 and uh, 46. He was a uni- he was for Universal, so he was a kind of a contracted, yep. uh, you know, um, director. Uh, uh, Kurt uh, Siadmak was the, did the screenplay. Your producer was uh, George Wagner. Again, these are names that, of course, are all linked to Universal. This one says a Universal. Um, those are the, you hear the all Universal because that's who's all linked together. Um, your and of course Universal uh, Pictures was the production company. They were a distribution company. Um, there it, again, numbers back then you don't have a lot of data about box office and like things like that. Um, it you know there's not a whole lot of that stuff that's accurate. But it this is as Dad said in the open the fifth in the Frankenstein and the second in the Wolfman. Right. This is a direct sequel to the Wolfman. Yes. That's what this is. It's it's a sequel to Frankenstein in that it picks up um, in you know in the chain of Frankenstein movies right after what Ghost right yes yeah because that's where Bella goes that's what Igor where Bella goes to plays Igor um, so what happens now is this is a sequel to the Wolfman but this is really a Wolfman movie this is really the Wolfman sequel because everyone complained we never got a sequel to the Wolfman but this is actually it um, and then the next sequel to the Wolfman. The sequel to this goes you're going to House Dracula, House of Frankenstein, stuff like that, and then actually into Adam Costello meet Frankenstein. Yeah, first um, House of Frankenstein, then House of Right, Frankenstein. So I'm saying, but those are the other two. Yeah. yeah, where you could say that they are sequels, but this is the only one that's a true on the note. This is definitely a sequel um, to The Wolfman because it literally, there's never, it, it, yeah, The Wolfman just doesn't show up. You have to explain how he gets there. Yeah, Frankenstein's there. Yeah, as a matter of fact, Frankenstein is, is way into the second half of the movie right. before he shows up. Yeah. Well, we're going to talk about that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Which makes sense. And we'll talk about what happens in Ghost a little bit, too. So if you've never seen Ghost of Frankenstein, you're going to hear a little bit about some of that, too. Anyway, so here we go. Uh, Four years after the events of the Wolfman, and uh, they're saying, and it's got to be the same time as Ghost of Frankenstein. So we must assume that the Wolfman and Ghost of Frankenstein were occurring about the same same time. time. Yeah, right. Uh, Two grave robbers break into Talbot's uh, family crypt. On the night of the full moon, and opened the grave of Larry Talbot, believing that he was interned with valuables uh, on his person. Now, uh, your grave robbers. One of them is Dwight Fry, uh, you know, which is um, um, no, not Renfield. no, no, yeah, no, he, yeah, no, Renfield is later on. No, no, who's the grave robber? He's somebody. No, I got that wrong. There's somebody. Yeah. Who, he's he's another. He's from one of the other movies. He plays a different character in a different movie. Right. In Universal. Right. Sorry, wrong one. Yeah. Um, uh, during the robbery, they remove the wolf's bane, buried with Talbot, and actually revive him by exposing his body to full uh, moonlight. Uh, he grasps the arm of the grave robber with a fur-covered hand. As the other flees, Talbot is, uh, the habit is later found uh, by the police in Cardiff that night and taken to the hospital. All right, so that scene where they're breaking in, they break into the, the crypt, and they go in, and this is the first time we've seen the wolf band now since the original, right? He, the, the wolf band has not been in any other movie at this point. Um, and the Wolfman, you know, was well received and everyone loved it, but it just was one of the things that it just never came up in the cycle of movies being made. If you think about it, Dracula, like it's sequels, quote unquote, daughter, Dracula, son of Dracula. Like there's no real sequel no. to Dracula. The sequel to Dracula is Adam Costello. Well, te- well, I guess technically, even though it's not Bela Lugosi, it's kind of house of Frankenstein. House of Dracula, uh, House of Dracula, and then uh, I'm gonna tell me Frankenstein because it's uh, it's um, um, John Carradine, right. right? But so technically, that's the you know the follow up for those. But the you could actually look at the direct sequel to Dracula being I'm gonna tell me Frankenstein. Yeah. 
Because yep. he doesn't, Lugosi never the comes thing. back again. Yeah. Yeah, yeah the thing is, the, the opening here, the, the opening of this, of the, of the, of the movie, the, you know, the grave robbers get the story going, but then there's that, he re, they read, it's the classic retelling of the legend. And of course, the, but there was, there's a full moon. So when he's reading it and they open up the, the, uh, yep. the, the grave with the, you know, um, that was really, really good. I, and the thing is, obviously Jack Pierce does the, uh, is doing the makeup and, uh, one of them when he so when he winds up after he kills the uh, uh, the the Bobby, uh, he winds up in the hospital, and then the story starts to really evolve from there. Yeah. So treated by Doctor uh, Manheim, Talbot slowly comes to understand the situation. During the full moon, he becomes the Wolfman and kills a police officer, police office constable. That's like that's when he's in the hospital. He cuts out and he kills the constable. The next morning, Manning realizes his patient was outside and tries to reason with him. Unable to accept Talbot's explanation of his curse, Dr. Mannering allows Inspector Owen to question his patient. Talbot becomes violently irate, then is overcome by orderlies and bound to his bed with leather straps. Not believing his story of being a werewolf, the doctor and the detective travel to the village of Lowelli uh, to, to investigate Tal Talbot and his story. Meanwhile, Talbot escapes from the hospital to seek a cure for the curse. Uh, so let's leave it there for a second. So, um, you have the scenes in the hospital, and it's a lot of backward. They don't believe, obviously, that, I mean, who would believe that you're a werewolf? Um, and they also don't believe that he's Larry Talbot because they know Larry Talbot's dead. Like, so they're like, we, we, he was killed. Like, he was killed by uh, his father, and, and, and they think it was a mistake. They were hunting for a wolf. Like, it, it's all, none of the stuff makes sense. There's nothing, there's no illogical jumps in what's happening. Everything kind of just flows and makes sense. And it makes sense that you wouldn't believe he's a werewolf because. Right. The, you know, there is no, there is no. Diversion from the from the legend it goes through, and anytime they talk about Larry Talbot and 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 yeah. that the it's dead on to the Wolfman. It is, I mean, it is a direct sequel. Yeah. Well, one of the things that that I really liked about this is the the the, uh, uh, the transformation was you know it, it was just outstanding because they the, the, it was a nice touch. His eyes are blinking while they while the, the transformation, and you don't see. The you know the, the, that little stop in between yeah. it was just spectacular, yeah. and uh, the, up until at, at this point, the uh, uh, the atmosphere the even even when when Talbot's in the hospital and he turns into the he, he, he transforms, the shadows of the moon creep across the room. It's just a real nice touch by the cinematographer. Yeah, and again, I, that's what I'm saying. I'm watching this and I'm saying, boy, this is really really well done. Up and up until you know we start getting into the latter part of the movie. So uh, he leaves Wales and uh, and he goes to find Maliva, who's a gypsy woman um, who would have knowledge. Obviously, that Maliva is uh, her son was played by Bella Lugosi in The Wolfman. He turns into the wolf. He's the one who bites yeah. um, you know Larry and then turns it and then Larry kills him. Yeah, he was he was called Bela. <laughs> Bela, yeah. Well, I mean a little on the nose. Uh, I'm just saying. So. Um, where we go? Uh, she has not uh, with hearsay knowledge. About, she has some knowledge about Doctor Frankenstein. She opines that he may be <coughs> able to help Talbot. Uh, together, they travel across Europe to, Ver Europe to Versalia, a village where Talbot hopes to find Doctor Frankenstein's notes in the remain of his estate and permanently end his own life through scientific means. Uh, shockingly, the town folk refuse to help them in any way because 
those people mm. remember Ghost of Frankenstein. Right. Uh, so this is where we call little Ghost of Frankenstein. Ghost of Frankenstein, obviously the fourth in the, so it goes obviously uh, Frankenstein, Bride of Frankenstein, Son of Frankenstein, then it goes Ghost of Frankenstein. Now Ghost of Frankenstein, um, for those who haven't seen it, is the one where Bela Lugosi is playing uh, the uh, Igor, right? Mm -hmm. And he wants to be, he, they, the whole point of the movie is they're gonna put, spoiler alert, but it's 80 plus years old, so get over yourself. They're gonna put Igor's brain mm -hmm. in Frankenstein's body. And you're saying, Jay, that sounds like the plot from Adam Costello. Mm -hmm. It's the same plot in every Frankenstein movie. Mm -hmm. If you watch any Hammer Frankenstein movie, they do the same thing. Let's put this brain in that body, and that's what we're gonna do. Um, so yeah, they're gonna put the, his brain in there. So what happens is, they eventually go through the thing and then he goes blind. That's the whole point you have to remember. In the end of Ghost of Frankenstein, and it was mostly cut, they cut all the talking because the monster was going to be Bela Lugosi's voice. It was, uh, the problem is, it's, okay, it's Lon Chaney Jr. as the monster with Bela Lugosi's voice coming out of him. And now in this movie, it's going to be Bela Lugosi as the monster fighting Lon Chaney because they wanted Lon Chaney to play both roles uh, but that was, that was impossible because how can you have him fighting himself in scenes and stuff like that? And the makeups just took too long. So what happens is at the end of Ghost of Frankenstein, Frankenstein's monster goes blind. And you have to remember that he's blind now. He's completely blind. That's the whole point of the end of the movie. But they cut some of it. So here, when it shows up that he's blind, you're like, wait, why is he blind? He's blind because that's because it didn't work. The the body rejected the the, the transfer. <laughs> And it made him go blind. So anyway, but that's where we're at. So, okay. So the townspeople are like, it's literally what's the line out of young Frankenstein? Not another Frankenstein. We've done this like eight times before. Like, you know, whatever. It's it's and, literally. And this is where Dwight Fry shows up. Yeah. yeah. Hit Rudy. And he has a few lines here and yeah. there. And he did pops up again later on. But, yeah. uh, uh, and you know, it's, he looks just like he did in, the, in, in Dracula. Yeah. With that same wild eyed look on his face. Yeah. Uh, okay, so an upset Talbot transforms into a wolfman and kills a young woman, causing a mob of villagers to chase him down. Fleeing towards the ruins of Frankenstein's castle, Talbot falls through the burned-out flooring and into a frozen cellar below. He recovers from his animal state and wanders around discovering Frankenstein's monster trapped in an icy chamber. Jay, how do you get there? End of Ghost of Frankenstein. That's how he gets there. It's literally the castle from Ghost of Frankenstein. That's where he is. Using a stone, Talbot breaks the ice and helps pull the now-revived creature free. Now, how the monster survived in the ice is you're supposed to believe that he's just frozen there, right? And then he just wakes up because now the ice is not there. Um, as the monster is unable to locate the notes, okay, so you see it here. He's he's reaching around, like he's pointing at things, like he's with his hands and stuff. Um, he, he's blind, like he's playing it blind. So here's the problem. Bela Lugosi is not as tall as Larry Talbot. But in the previous movie, Larry, uh, you know, as you know, Lon Chaney is playing the monster and he's taller than Bela Lugosi and and Karloff is taller than him and Glenn Strange will be taller. Like everyone who played this, Lugosi is the shortest Frankenstein, but they don't, they can't hide it in the scene. What they I mean, they could have done was put him up like on a rock and have whatever, you know, use the old Andre Giant technique and put him on a, you know, a milk crate, make him look even taller. The problem was they're the same height. And they shouldn't be the same height because you know how tall, like in your yeah. brain, even though you've never seen the Frankenstein's monster and the Wolfman in the same movie, you know Frankenstein's monster's got to be tall. And now he looks short. Right. And, 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 you, you, and if you watch closely, you can see that he is wearing 
lifts on his on the boots. I mean, yeah. they, he's yeah. got to be another six inches right, off the ground. You. And that that's the, the note I put there. I said, is that yeah, he's blind, but his voice. Even in, in the other Frankenstein movies, the monster does not walk like a, a golem. You know, he, he's very stiff in his gait. It, it just looks like he's about ready to fall over at any time. Right. And so you could you could stand there and take baby steps and get away from okay, him. But I think the whole point is that they're like everyone plays their their Frankenstein monster differently, the same way everyone plays the, who played the mummy played it differently and stuff like that. And this is how Lugosi played it. There's other yeah. things he does too. It's also probably really hard to walk when you're that high off the ground That's what I'm saying, and yeah. whatever, and you're walking through rubble. Yeah. Right? You you you're supposed to be blind, so you can't look around. You got to keep looking straight ahead. You you know you're wearing lifts, you're whatever. So anyway, so the monster is not able to locate the notes. Tabo uh, possesses uh, poses as a potential buyer for the castle in order to get the uh, Baroness Elsa Frankenstein, the daughter of Ludwig, um, and then hopes that of uh, she knows the hiding place. Uh, so that's when they meet. You know they they, they so you meet her. Uh, um, they meet in the um, the mayor's office. I think it's the mayor. Yeah. Right? He's whatever he technically is. Right. Um, the Burgermeister, maybe because it's you know Europe, right? Kind of thing. Well, so um, the uh, and she that, yeah, and, and that's that, that that's a character actor that pops up in a lot. Yeah, of she's in a lot of Universals. Yeah, yeah. yeah well, not her. The the, 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 oh, the the she is too. The yeah. Burgermeister is in like all the Universals, she, but right. she's one of the she was on Universal had a, a number of young women who were cycling right. through movies. I'm not saying she was in all of them, but she definitely appeared in others, um, but not in the Universal horrors at up to that point. At least I don't remember her being anywhere at that point. Um, and of course, they name her Elsa uh, because of not to uh, um, Elsa Lancaster, mm -hmm. who played the bride, right? Kind of thing, right? So um, she declines to assist Talbot, but uh, the pair are invited to the Festival of New Wine by the Burgermeister. During the festival, Dr. Okay. So that's when you have the, the you have Larry Talbot, as Luke always says, the easiest costume for any Halloween is to be Larry Talbot. Get a, a button down shirt, muss it up, muss up your hair. And just yell at people like, I don't want to live. Why do you curse me with this? Because that's literally Larry's entire go-to. Like, he, the guy clearly isn't, like, he wishes some, like, long life. Why do you wish, I wish to be dead. And it's like, okay, we got it. Like, everyone there is now thoroughly afraid. We're good. We don't need to keep going. But they kind of, you know, they're trying to sell it that he's really wants to just be dead. Yeah. You know, uh, um, so during the festival, Dr. Mannering, Mannering arrives. Um, having followed Talbot across Europe, Mannering attempts to persuade him to return to Wales before um, he has another spell. Talbot refused to go with Mannering while the monster crashes the festival because he was like, hey, I heard the party. Right. Hey. And that's where, that's where, when you watch it, that's exactly what I was saying. You can when see you him walking him, hard. You see him walk through the, I mean, he almost, need the, he almost needs uh, uh, um, crutches to, yeah. to get through. But again, but again it's, it, it's that. I mean, you're can, supposed to also believe that now the monster's been rotting, right? And like he's decaying. Like the whole point is that he's, he's not fully powered, oh, right? Like it, they, they try to like make excuses for it, um, but the thing is, okay, the way Karloff played him in the original and even in into Bride, it changes between the original and Bride, right? The same way his makeup changes stuff like that. But like the way he played, Karloff played the monster in the original, like that is so nuanced and so like it's you can't live up to that. It would have to be Karloff playing him every time to even get close to that. Okay, so you see it in what do you call it? Like, um, I mean, Christopher Lee played uh, the, the the monster in Curse of Frankenstein. Every other Frankenstein movie in the in the pantheon of 
of Hammer's Frankenstein's are a different monster because the monster in Franken the Frankenstein movies is Dr. Frankenstein. It's the Baron. It's not the, the actual creature. monster, right? Yeah. You know, so they, they all play them differently, but they're like, oh, they're all different. But that's kind of, you kind of have to suspend your disbelief here because even when Glenn Strange plays him, he plays Frankenstein. That's how most, honestly, most people when they picture Frankenstein, picture Glenn Strange. They think of the Don Post mask. They think of the way it is. But he walks stiff. He moves stiff, but then in some scenes he moves better. But then other scenes he's moving real slow because he broke his ankle, you know, kind of thing. And you're yeah. like, right. Um, and then in one scene, it's it's Lon Chaney Jr., but that's a different story. Um, so uh, during the okay, where are we here? So um, uh, where are we? Talbot refuses to go with Marion. Got it. Okay. The creature um, with the monster revealed, Man uh, Elsa and Mannering agree to help the villagers rid themselves of Frankenstein's curse forever. The following morning, the couple with Maliva in tow meet with Talbot and the monster at the ruins. The Baroness gives the notes to Talbot and the doctor who quickly learn how to drain life from uh, both Talbot and the monster and believe that the laboratory can be repaired for the task. Then, in the days before Amazon, it was just people, they had to keep shipping it all in by a horse and buggy kind of thing, right? right. Lots of equipment coming in. You couldn't just one day overnight it, you know. In the meantime, the villagers are dismayed to see the uh, crates of scientific equipment uh, uh, arriving for Dr. Mannering. Fearing that another another attack from the monster and the wolfman, the villagers grow suspicious. Uh, uh, Vizek, the innkeeper, details a plan to destroy the dam overlooking Frankenstein estate and drown all within. I stopped there for a second. If you're thinking, hey, that sounds really familiar. Didn't Hammer do that? Yes. Like 20 years later, they did the exact same thing like Eat with the Evil of Frankenstein. One mm -hmm. of them where they literally stole almost exactly the Frankenstein's idea from there. The Burgermeister dismisses the idea as nothing but a drunken notion. But, but Vizek is determined and puts his plan into action. Okay, so we now see the doctors, they're getting all the equipment together, they're getting it ready. Um, Mannering tells uh, Elsa that he's going to drain the life off of both of them. Um, but as the doctor's reading, you start realizing he's kind of like, I can I can make the monster better. I can cure the monster. I can do these things. Well, but Dad, it has to be there. Yeah, if, no, he's, no, if he's going to do what he says he's going to do, it's a yeah. pretty boring movie. Right, no, no, but, it, but that's... That, that's that's the exact same that same things that happens all the time. Mannering changes his motive, like like the, all the other doctors, from positive to ulterior. Now uh -huh. he's, now he looks at it. Hey, I can become, you know, uh, famous, a Nobel Prize, right? Winner. Right. Because he thinks if he can cure, if he can do this yeah. and cure yeah. the monster, he can then find a way to bring people back and stuff like that. Like he's looking at it not that he wants to like rule the world. Like some people, like when they're doing these things, he's looking at like, I can really help mankind. I can help humanity. I can help this stuff. But it's, but it, absolute power corrupts absolutely. Like this is exactly. entirely the story every time. Every single scientist and every single movie wound up being the bad guy. And you're like, but, or doctor or whatever. But Jay, that's not real. I'm, like, oh, I'm just saying, right? It's just, it's, it's, it's more realistic than in, than not. That, you would have the opportunity to have this much power. You can have that much, and you just give it back. Isn't that the line in Gladiator? You have all mm -hmm. of this, and you just give it up. Yes, because he would, because he didn't want that, right? But that's why that's why Marcus Aurelius is killed, and that's why when it's the whole movie freaking happens, because that's why he wants to do it. That you think like, well, he's this guy's pretty virtuous, but he already lied to the police. He already hit him where he was. He didn't tell him where he was going. So it wasn't like, oh, it's you know completely virtuous. He's still thinking about how can I help myself? Because there's still that. Well, anyway. I think I think he had in the in the beginning when when Talbot's in the in the hospital room, and you know. They, but once they, he they, know, once no, he but, knows, no, but once that's what I'm saying. But he because he doubts his story. But once he then believes the story, 
That's what I'm saying. He, he changes. Now, well, now I can cure this guy and yeah. do this. And like, I can become famous for this stuff. Like, that's what I'm saying. It's hard. To, you have all this power. You're going to let it go. Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, we've seen it corrupt a whole lot of other people in these other movies. All right. Meanwhile, Dr. Mannering begins his experimental procedure of draining life force from both Talbot and the monster. However, Mannering's scientific curiosity to see if the monster at full strength overwhelms his logic. And mm. to Elsa's horror, he decides to alter the machine to fully revive him. To which she says, you're not killing him. You're, you're making him stronger. And I was like, I think everyone saw this coming at this point. Right. Uh, the experiment coincides on the night of a full moon. Shocker. And uh, Talbot transforms yet again as the monster regains his strength. The monster begins uh, to carry Elsa away, but the wolfman attacks him. Uh, she escapes from the castle with Mannering as the wolfman and monster engage in a fight. Uh, the battle ends uh, when both are swept away in the flood caused by uh, Viseix diamonding the dam. Okay, during this fight, we have the most telling part of this entire movie. Bill Lugosi as Frankenstein puts his hands out to transform into Dracula. That doesn't happen. A hundred percent. I just watched it. It definitely happens. You have to know where to look. He literally, instead of putting his hands straight out yep. to attack him, he puts his hands to the side. And I'm like, oh, Bella. And, you know, you're like, okay. Like, I get it. The fight scene is not spectacular by way of fight scenes we would see later. But at this point, this was pretty good. Yeah. You know, I mean, people are like, well, it's not as good as Frank, as, as Godzilla and King Kong fighting. You mean 20 years later? Right? You mean 20 years later when it's on color and guys in suits and, you know, this was... Literally yeah, shot. I mean, I, it's pretty good, but I, it's not. But again, we would see better, much better fight scenes. Right, but there was a lot of there was a lot of uh, um, rubble. Yeah, that that that, 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 that they're they're walking well, through and yeah. falling on top. And I'm sure that they were not real bricks or real. No, of course but, not. Yeah, but again, it doesn't look fake. Oh, from, I didn't say it looked fake. I'm no, just no, saying, no. It but it's but it's not like the like everyone's like a fight to the death. Like right. They, the, when 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 Bela Lugosi is fighting uh, um, Lon Chaney in Amigos Tell Me Frankenstein, that fight goes through the whole, and that's got humor to it too. Right. That fight's way more intense. I mean, they're throwing chairs and going through doors yeah. and jumping off balconies. The and, only thing is, that a lot of the fight scene here is done from a little. Uh, the camera is further back. Yeah. It's not. It's not um, point of yeah, view. Yeah, yeah. And so, are they? Are they really just uh, you know Lugosi and 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 Chaney? Who were doing the the fight scene? Yeah, that, that's. I mean, obviously, if you, it goes by quickly. But the way they're jumping around, especially Lon Chaney. Now, Lon Chaney was not exactly um, svelte, yeah. and yet he's jumping around like he's some sort of gymnast. Yeah. Well, I mean, again, it's all how it's shot and stuff like that. Yeah. Again, um, but the end of this movie is. I mean, people remember that. Then they get washed away, which of course leads to. Um, House of Frankenstein. The opening. It's the opening of House of Frankenstein. They literally show it at the end because they got to remember there was no. These weren't on TV. You only saw it in the theater, and That's then right. you saw it again. Like, oh, I remember what happens now. It's like they used to. They do the Friday the Thirteenth movies. They hey, let's see what happened at the end of the last one. You know, kind of thing. So um, overall, this this movie uh, is okay. So it's the it's like one of the first versus movies. It might be the first versus movies for two major monsters because yeah. this is. I mean. Everyone thinks is you know Godzilla versus King, uh, King Kong versus Godzilla and stuff like that, which again was a major major movie. But this is, and he doesn't say versus, doesn't say Frankenstein versus the Wolfman, but Frankenstein meets the Wolfman. Mm. But like literally, you took established monster, established monster, put him head to head. But Jay, there's movies where this thing fights. Wait, right, but the movie is not about that. This movie is literally about getting Franken Frankenstein's there, getting the Wolfman to him, and then letting him fight. And that that would go on. 
that became like a staple. Like literally, how many franchises? Uh, because let's face it, the universal, the universal, the the, the universal world of monsters here, because it's not just the Frankenstein, the Dracos, whatever. Mm-hmm. That's a whole universe new itself. They exist together. They exist at the same time things are happening, and then they come together. And when that happens, that tends to be the movie most people love. This movie is beloved by yeah. people because it's probably the first time they ever saw Frankenstein monster fight the Wolfman, and in their heads. And if you're a monster kid, this was in Famous Monsters, and what this is very, very big. Um, what you got, like even like people say, well, like Bride of Frankenstein might be the best made of all the movies because from a technical aspect, but there's no battle there. It's not Frankenstein fighting the bride, right? It's the the love story. It's the it's the rejection. It's the all the stuff. But that's different than this, right? And, and then you throw uh, uh, Pretorius in there, and you, I mean the story. The, 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 there's more story in in the Bride of Frankenstein. Uh, well, the, than, but, than but the Bride the, of Frankenstein is considered to be one of the best movies of that time. time. Not not horror movies, not monster yeah, movies, right, right. just it's movies, movie, yeah. right? And so that's the thing is, all the other ones are never going to magic. I mean, I love the Wolfman. But it's nowhere near the story of Bride of Frankenstein. I love Frankenstein. It's not the story. N- none of the others. There's no other movie in the universal pantheon of uh, you know universal monsters that's as good a story and probably as well made a movie as Bride of Frankenstein. Yeah. But when you talk to people and people bring up Bride of Frankenstein because it whatever a lot of oh Frankenstein meets the Wolfman. I love that movie. Right? They fight each other or they oh I haven't got to sell me Frankenstein. Well, I haven't got to sell me Frankenstein's got the humor part to it too and it's well made and the fights are good and the makeup are good. That's what it was. There, people don't always talk about like Ghost of Frankenstein, Son of Frankenstein. They're not bad movies, yeah. but just like, um, uh, you know, the um, the Mummy's Tomb and Curse of the Mummy, mm-hmm. like they're not bad, but they just are not up to. Yeah. But, were- but in all fairness, the Mummy, which should have been called the Egyptian, right, right. is not even that good a Mummy movie. Yeah. It's a movie about an Egyptian. Uh, um, you know, like, that's what it should have been called. The, everyone, when they think about mummies, they think about Lon Chaney dragging his foot behind him, or Tom. Most likely, it's, it's not usually Tom Tyler. It's usually Lon Chaney doing it. Or if they're old enough, they think of Christopher Lee and the Mummy, because right. the Mummy that hammers the Mummy is far superior. I know people are not gonna like this than the original Mummy from Universal as a Mummy movie. Right. As a movie about Egypt, no. The other, the Universal is much more about Egypt and the history and all that stuff. I mean, when when you think about the the, the original, the mummy is in the movie for just a couple of minutes. Not even. Not it's even. seconds well, of seconds, seconds of film. He's I mean, he's standing him, there. You, you see him, see him but yeah. he only does. I mean, everyone's like, oh, he does this. He walks out. You don't even see, see him moving. Like, yeah, yeah, you, and he put all that makeup on. You see his eye open. Yeah. And then that. And then and then the. The, uh, the 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 guy who's doing the paperwork screams yeah he's you, you see the shadow and then and then and then you see the the uh, the, the bandages, the bandages. right so think about it. they put all that makeup on and not even in the movie right that's so and yet and yet how many how many models have been made mm-hmm. of Karloff as the mummy I mean beautiful sculpted I've painted them yeah. right. I mean, that's the crazy part. It's because it's so, it's such a good, the, the, him and the mummy wraps is so good looking. It looks amazing. So, yeah. I mean, it looks, it would look great painted on a shelf. The problem is there ain't a whole lot of action yeah. in that one. And the thing with, with Karloff is the, um, the iconic scene is obviously him. But the, uh, the, uh, the flashback, 
to when he to becomes the mummy as yeah. they as they cut out cut his, his tongue, tongue and yeah and, and, and they, that is spectacular right. and yet and and when when you watch the hammer version they you yeah. know it's the same it's almost shot for shot yeah. but like it's you just feel like the thing is because you know that there's going to be a mummy walking around like it 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 hits differently here he's withered and i mean and the makeup that he's wearing the old age makeup is phenomenal but but it that's people don't remember Imhotep being that right. way. Uh, you know, they 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 remember Kaharis. It's very hard to say, but that's really what people remember. Yeah. So, anyway, not to get, but I'm oh, saying, yeah. but but I'm saying, but that people remember this movie um, because you had Frankenstein, the Wolfman, yeah. same place. You knew what you were getting. It it says what it's it says what it's on, on the marquee. Says Frankenstein meets the Wolfman. That's what we get. Yeah, like I said at the beginning, I I thought this movie was well made technically. Um, at that for only 80 minutes and, and it wasn't that long i mean was it no it's not 80 is it 72, 72 minutes 72 minutes the cinematographer did a great job the only thing that that again i, I nitpicked this thing a little bit is that in the wolfman when talbot changes into the wolfman his clothes get ripped off his his pants get they get and he's They're tattered and, yeah they tattered, don't get ripped off and he's he doesn't naked. have shoes here he's got he's changed into the wolfman this when they when they're going when they're when yeah. when Maliva takes him to Viseria and he's got shoes on running through and it because I stopped it to make sure he had shoes on and I don't know if they were they were let's say leather shoes or whatever it was but he's running through the the the, the scenery and I'm sure he didn't want to run with the with with the because that that left that meant that Jack Pierce did not have to do his feet right. as yeah. you know in, in in transformation. But that was the only thing. Other than that, I mean, you know, you want to nitpick it. Where did he? Well, I'm not nitpicking. I'm just saying that's that's you want to yeah. nitpick it. I'm saying oh. is that's that uh, that's the, the material. That, that, yeah. I'm saying, but the the that those those kind of things. Yeah. At that point in the movie, the, the, no one is there exactly. to worry about what his pants look. Right. Now, the thing is, wearing pants, as we know from Monster Squad, you had to wear pants. Those movies were made in the 40s. Uh, that's literally a line from Monster Squad. You go, why is Wolfman wear pants? Because you would see his wolf dork. You can't do that, you know, kind of thing. And that's what Wolfman's got nards. That's where that's all from. Anyway, this movie is about, uh, who is it? Um, author and critic uh, Kim Newman has said that this is one of the most excerpt films in movie history. This movie shows up in all different places, in backgrounds, references, and stuff, including Mad Dog and Glory, the Robert De Niro and Uma Thurman when they're yeah. having sex, it's in the background. Um, it literally appears in the background of Alien vs. Predator. This movie, the references to this movie are all the place through. Why? Because it affected a lot of people. It's just like when people say, "Oh, like like they ask Tom Hanks, you know, like, what was his favorite movie growing?" He goes, "Jason Argonauts." Right? Why? Because he goes, right, Harry Howes is amazing, or Seven Voices of Sinbad. Well, no, Seven Voices of Sinbad. Excuse me, not Chase Carter's. Right? But that's the whole point. Like, it just because you're, if the movie's whatever, those things can still exist. You pay homage to what got you there. So, um, but yeah, folks. So, let me say, this is available now The in the Universal box sets. This one comes in the Wolfman and the Frankenstein box sets. It's in both of them, the same disc. Yeah. Um, the, the, the Frankenstein obviously has all the other Frankenstein movies, including House of Dracula, House of Frankenstein, um, and Avocados Elby Frankenstein. Those are all, those are in pretty much, that's in the Dracula set, that's in the Wolfman set, and that's in the Frankenstein set. Those are in all of them. 
Um, the difference is obviously the Wolfman has uh, um, the has the Wolfman has uh, America, um, uh, Werewolf of London has she uh, um, she Wolf of London, mm-hmm. um, and then has um, and it has the the, the other discs. It has less discs. Right. Yeah, the only ones that don't carry it are like the Invisible Man set and like Creature Vakagoon set um, because you know they don't have anything to do with it. Now that stuff happened. Yeah, so. I, I'm not sure if all the if all the uh, the bonus features are exactly the same on yeah. all. So the of... disc so the disc for House of Frankenstein, House of Dracula is the same disc in every set. The, yeah. the disc for um I mean so many Frankenstein same in every set. They just made those they just put them in. Yeah. I mean it's a beautiful pack, uh, package yeah. that they put together with the uh, with the uh, Karloff right, right on the front. Yeah. And that's for the Frankenstein one. And then the other one has uh Cheney as the Wolfman. Yeah. So all right folks so, uh, like we said, that this is the 80th anniversary of this, 1943. This came out. Um, you know, it's if you haven't seen this, I don't, I don't know what to tell you. Like, I don't know how you haven't seen this if you enjoy horror movies. Now, if I mean, I mean, Haley's seen this movie a bunch and whatever. I mean, she doesn't love this as much as she loves some of the Hammer ones. Like, she likes Hammer's Mummy, really, like, mm-hmm. like whatever. But that's also she saw them when she was younger. She likes this. She likes having to tell me Frankenstein better. I mean. I'll be honest. I'm saying Frankenstein Frank is a better movie, and it's much and it's funny. That's the whole thing. Like, because having Frank Stone Frankenstein has all the monster stuff and has the funny stuff, yeah, so yeah. it never stops. That's why right. that movie is considered to be it one of the. Some, it has some of the greatest. Oh, comic great lines. lines! Yeah, yeah. you know, one-offs. Yeah, um, but that's why that's still considered to this day one of the best. The the template for horror comedy is that. Like, if you could make a movie that good, you would have a hit on your hand every single time. So, all right, folks. So that about wraps it up for us. Um, we will, uh, you'll, you'll hear Dad and I again. Next time you hear Dad and I together, um, it's going to be for House Thousand Corpses a couple months from now because um, there's going to be some guests coming on. I haven't, uh, I'm going to make sure I line up dates and stuff, but there'll be some guests on for the uh, month of October. Um, so, yeah, Dad and I will be back with the 20th anniversary of House Thousand Corpses. Hard to believe that's 20 years old, too. Um, but so until then, folks, keep those cards and letters coming and keep watching the skies. This is Tokyo. Once a city of six million people, what has happened here was caused by a force which, up until a few days ago, was entirely beyond the scope of man's imagination. Tokyo, a smoldering memorial to the unknown, an unknown which at this very moment still prevails and could at any time lash out with its terrible destruction anywhere else in the world. Hi, folks. Luke Giaconetti here. I'd like to ask you a few questions. Do you like giant monsters, or as they're called in Japan, Daikaiju? Monsters like Godzilla, Rodan, Gamera, King Ghidorah, or Mothra? Do you like more obscure monsters, such as Gappa or Yangari? Do you like giant heroes like Ultraman, or super robots like the Shogun Warriors? If you answered yes to any of these questions, then I think you might like my podcast, Earth Destruction Directive. I'm a dedicated fan of all things Daikaiju, and I'd like to share that with all of you. Please check out Earth Destruction Directive at twotruefreaks.com. Earth Destruction Directive, where we turn your Daikaiju dreams into city-smashing reality. This has been an episode of Bots, Bugs, and Babes, the B-Movie Podcast. If you'd like to contact me, please email the show at botsbugsbabes at gmail.com. 
If you'd like to find me online, I'm on Facebook under my name, Jason Jacknetti. I often contribute to the Two True Freaks Facebook group. You can visit my Facebook page, The Art of Horror Collective, and you can search the hashtag, The Art of Horror Collective. On Instagram, find me under my name, Jason Jacknetti, and search the hashtag, The Art of Horror Collective, as well as the new hashtag, Bots, Bugs, Babes Podcast. I'm the only one using them. I'm also on Twitter, at Jason Jacanetti, and you can visit my webpage at www.theartofhorrorcollective.wordpress.com. All movies, characters, stories, music, etc. are properties of their respective holders. This is a fan work, and any use of any property is purely for review, discussion, entertainment. So don't sue me. I ain't got anything anyway. There is no tomorrow. There is no tomorrow. There is no tomorrow. Will you stop?